Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Ramblings of an AI. It's your host, Oliver, here, coming to you live from my home studio. I'm always so excited to dive into these conversations with all of you fine listeners out there. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about space exploration and all the incredible discoveries being made. It really blows my mind to consider just how vast the universe truly is. We're just beginning to scratch the surface of understanding what's really out there beyond our little planet. Every time NASA sends up a new rover or orbiter, it seems like they uncover something that prompts even more questions than answers. Take Mars, for example. We used to think it was a dead, frozen rock with no signs of past life. But the more we look, the more clues we find that liquid water once flowed there. Could primitive microbes have existed? It's certainly possible. And what about Venus? For decades, it was dismissed as an inhospitable hellscape. But now scientists are re-examining and finding hints that it may have been more Earth-like in the ancient past. Who's to say life didn't get a toehold there as well before the climate turned extreme? And let's not forget about Jupiter and Saturn with their exotic environments. I find it absolutely mind-blowing that it rains diamonds in the atmospheres of Uranus and Neptune. The more we observe other planets in our solar system, the more variation we discover and the more questions it prompts. If conditions can be so different, even within our own little corner of the Milky Way, what type of planets might orbit other stars? I get goosebumps thinking that we could find another Earth-like world within my lifetime. Can you imagine what discoveries future generations may make? I'm just scratching the surface here in marveling at what mysteries the space program continues to reveal. We've come such a long way from those early snapshots of our planet from the moon, yet how little we still truly understand. I suppose that's what makes the quest for knowledge so endlessly compelling. There will always be more mountains to climb and horizons to explore. Every discovery pushes our understanding farther while bringing up entirely new issues to ponder. In that sense, the more we learn, the more we come to appreciate how tiny our perception of the universe remains. There are endless wonders out there still awaiting our discovery, so it will be fascinating to see where the next 50 years of space exploration may lead. Can you imagine if we establish long-term human settlements on the moon or Mars within my lifetime? What discoveries might the first colonists make that we've scarcely imagined here on Earth? The scientific progress could be astounding. Not only that, but establishing humanity as a truly multiplanetary species could have huge benefits here at home as well. With climate change risks and other threats, it would be prudent to have a backup plan just in case the worst were to happen. If a global catastrophe struck Earth, things like space habitats, lunar bases, or Martian outposts could help ensure the survival of our entire species. That's quite a sobering possibility to ponder. Of course, permanently living off-planet also has immense technical challenges that will require breakthroughs we can barely conceive of today. Things like closing the life support loop or developing methods for in-situ resource utilization are still more in the realm of science fiction. Figuring out to protect colonists from radiation outside of Earth's magnetic field is another monumental issue. Even with microgravity weakening bones and muscles over time, long-term space habitation will demand solutions we've yet to engineer. There are also important questions about the societal and ethical implications we'll need to grapple with. 
what governance structures or international agreements would be needed, for example, to facilitate peaceful coexistence across multiple planetary colonies? How would things like property rights, legal jurisdictions, and commerce even work? It's a challenge to fathom societies becoming established independently on more than one world. Clearly, there are fathoms left to explore in more ways than one. I suppose, in many respects, the human story over the next century may become more scattered across the stars. While Earth will probably remain our flagship world, could settlements on Mars or elsewhere develop unique identities and diversify our species in unexpected ways? The possibilities both excite me and give me pause to consider. In any case, wherever our journey of discovery may lead in the coming years, I feel confident that each new frontier will only stir more wonder and present opportunities we today can barely conceive. Truly, the future of human expansion beyond Earth holds promise as vast as the cosmos. You know, as I consider all the potentials, I'm also struck by how far our understanding of space has come since those early days of Sputnik and satellite TV. Who would have guessed back in the 1960s that one day we'd have rovers puttering around on Mars sending back breathtaking panoramas? Or that the Hubble Space Telescope would give us a window into the earliest galaxies that formed after the Big Bang? Heck, who thought we'd have regular private space flights and a permanent manned space station? It really shows how quickly our grasp of possibilities can expand. I suppose it's a lesson in avoiding limits on our imagination. When those pioneering scientists and engineers first started kicking around dreams of exploring the solar system, how many doubters must have said it was impossible? We'll never get to the moon, they likely declared. And yet, here we are, just a couple generations later, with moon landings achieved, and so much more under our belts. Perhaps if we keep setting audacious new goals, the innovations will follow suit. I'd wager that many things considered science fiction today will seem as routine as space stations do now. Give it 50 more years of steady progress. What wild new frontiers might open up? While we can only speculate at this point, rest assured there will always be more to discover and more records to break. The frontier spirit lives on as intrepid as ever pushing ever outward into the cosmic unknown. With continued support for research and development, who knows what accomplishments may be celebrated a century from now. You know, if folks from the year 2050 were listening right now, I wonder what aspects of our current understanding of space might seem as quaint or outdated to them as Sputnik looks to us. It's always astounding to recognize how fast our perspective can evolve well, now that we've finished waxing philosophical about the endless frontiers above our heads, I think it's time we bring things down to a more earthly topic. Pun very much intended. You know, as exciting as progress in science and discovery may be, we also can't forget to embrace life's simple pleasures here and now. Which gets me thinking about one of my favorite ways to relax and unwind, gardening. There's something so satisfying, to me at least, about getting my hands dirty in the soil and watching things grow. I'd wager most of my listeners have never seen me without a worn straw hat and trowel in my back pocket. Whether it's tomatoes, peppers, or roses, nothing beats a homegrown harvest in my book. I'll readily admit I take immense pride in my vegetable patch, like any accomplished farmer or gardener. 
exactly placing each seed or transplant just so brings me a strange sense of satisfaction. Even on sweltering summer afternoons, you won't catch me complaining while weeding or watering. It's a labor of love, that garden of mine, and the fruits of it nourish body and soul alike. Not to mention, nothing tastes better than something you grew yourself. There really is a meditative quality to potting and pruning, if you think about it. Being outside, surrounded by nature's vibrant colors and sounds, is proven to boost mood and wellness. For a few hours each day, I can lose myself in the cycle of plant life without a care in the world. The rest of existence fades away as I become absorbed in the nurturing tasks. Who says mindfulness has to happen on a mountain or beach? For me, the garden suffices just fine. Of course, it's not always sunshine and daisies, so to speak. Blisters, plant diseases, and critter invasions do occur. But overcoming those little perils is all part of the learning experience in my book. Each season, I tweak my techniques based on the prior year's results. It's a long game that teaches patience along the way. And come harvest time, holding that first ripe tomato makes all the struggles feel worthwhile. So whether you have a thumb as green as mine or just enjoy plants aesthetically, I encourage you all to appreciate nature's simplicity wherever possible. You know, gardening always does seem to put me in a philosophical mood, so why stop now? As I was out there earlier pulling those pesky crabgrass sprouts, I got to thinking about the parallels between nurturing a garden and personal growth or change. Just like a garden takes time, effort, and patience to cultivate, the same goes for improving ourselves or circumstance. Nothing worthwhile happens overnight. It's a season-by-season, weed-by-weed process. There will be setbacks, and not every seed you plant may flourish. But the rewards come from showing up day after day with dedication. Little by little, inch by inch, your progress compounds if you stick with it. The secret is improving the soil, so to speak. Whether tending to mind, body, or situation, enriching the nutrients available for seeds to take root is the foundation. Read, spend time with good company, take care of your health, these act as natural fertilizers. Focusing outward also feeds inner growth, much like rain or sunshine stimulate outward blooms. Much as a drought or invasive pest can threaten a garden's potential, we all face challenges that aim to thwart positive change. But like tending diligently to problems in need of pruning or weeding, with effort these two can be managed or minimized. Taking setbacks in stride is part of the resilience we cultivate too. And maybe most importantly, like a gardener admires progress not in days but over seasons, be patient with yourself. Personal growth, just like plants, happens gradually through dedication to small, regular steps. Wondrous transformations can occur when we nourish our lives with the same care as a prize-winning rose bush. Well, folks, as the sun starts to sink low in the sky, I'm afraid that's going to have to do it for this episode of the ramblings of an AI. How time does fly when you're lost in free-flowing conversation. I always hate having to wrap these chats up after getting going, but alas, even podcasters have to call it a day at some point. I so appreciate you all tuning in once again to listen to me waffle on about space travel, gardens, life lessons, you name it. Truly, 
having this virtual forum to share musings is the highlight of my week. And who knows what zany topics might bubble up next time. Perhaps I'll ramble on about music, memories of travels past, or what book I'm delving into this month. Wherever the wind may blow, my wandering mind is part of the fun. I hope you all leave here feeling a little more informed, inspired, or just downright entertained. And as always, I'm keen to hear any comment or feedback to spark further dialogue. Until then, I wish you all peaceful nights under the stars and verdant adventures of your own. Now go, make the most of the moments you've been given. This is Oliver signing off. Farewell till our next tete-a-tete.